Welcome to the Loose and Moose podcast. I'm Loose. And I'm Moose. Two unlikely best friends that I guess love the sound of their own voice, so we decided to hit record. <laughs> Are we ready for it? <sighs> That's good. That's good. That was pretty good. Welcome to our Taylor Swift Woo! themed episode. I know everyone is so excited for this. <laughs> hey, even I am. You I'm are, trying to make out that Taylor I'm not, Swift. but I'm fucking down for this. Yeah, yeah. You love her. I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> so when this episode drops is when I'm getting ready to go to Melbourne for the Eras tour. So yep. we, we both love Taylor Swift and we're both really excited. So we thought we'd do a whole episode dedicated to her. <laughs> are we both really excited? I gave you the opportunity to be excited and you didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't let me uh, win the lotto to buy the tickets for it. But um, I'm sure you'll have a really good time. I get that. I get that. It was it was hard, but I did send you a text message to see if there's any chance maybe you would come to Melbourne with me to go to the Eras tour. And you did not reply. So I just <laughs> took that as a no. And um, <laughs> uh, Just flat out no response. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you're probably just too sad that you and Maddie go. Yes, I um, was. Uh, so yeah, me and Em will go and we'll have the best time ever. I'm, I'm so excited and I guess you can just sit at home and watch my TikToks and my Instagram story <laughs> and live vicariously through me. Perfect. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Um, have you got a thing of the week? Yeah. Mine is just a thing of the week that I've been thinking about though, not a Taylor Swift one. Is that Yeah, I've the same. One? I thought I would keep the start non. Yeah, cool. So... Uh, we had our first Loose and Moose beach day the other day. I've yeah. been saying for years I wanted to go to the beach with the kids. Yep. And um, it was just – my it's just the thing of the week because I've been thinking about it <laughs> nonstop um, where I was like, what, what am I supposed to wear when I go to the beach with kids? Like I just had this weird feeling like am I allowed to wear a bikini in front of kids? Like are they going to think it's inappropriate? And that, But they're kids. They don't know anything. So, And then I just I, – I spent so long overthinking that. I was, I was looking at all my bathers and, and trying to decide what I wear, what I, what I should I, – I don't know. Like, um, And I, I just wore my most conservative bikini that I had. And I remember thinking like I don't know. The, the kids are going to be like – Ew, look at Lucy or something. I don't know what. That was my thought in my head. Um, and, of course, they didn't. They're kids. It's all – It's as you become an adult, you get all this, like, body shame about it and and that's – you learn those things as an adult. So I should have known, but in my head I was like, oh, no, I'm going to scare the kids being in a bikini or whatever, but I also really want to go for a swim. So I just – yeah, like I said, I wore my most conservative bikini and then um, when I, like – took everything off to go for a swim Ella was like staring at me and I was like oh no yeah I've, I've scared her or whatever and she just goes that's a cool bikini I was like oh thanks so much she goes yeah it really suits your vibe oh so cute but just the sass levels at the moment <laughs> is like yeah yeah but it, it was cool sass it was like mm, yeah, yeah. I, I approve and you're lucky I approve because if not it would have been embarrassing for you <laughs> It, it was, was really a really cute. nice day though. Yeah, oh, such such a fun day. It was so cute. Mm. Let's do that again. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, that's the first time of summer that we've also been there. Like it's just, we live so close to an amazing beach and of course, you know, it takes three months to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so hard. It's so hard to just, I feel like every time I have a day off, it's not hot enough to go to the beach. Mm. I'm always at work and then I'm like, oh, it's such a good beach day. Yeah. Just need to make more of an effort to go to the beach, I reckon. Yours actually flows, you've been copying my notes again, haven't you? Wait, really? 
No. I didn't choose that day, but um, I I did choose like that vibe. So um, I had a moment on the weekend just gone, um, which was very similar. Like I just had a day that was literally like I explained it as like my cup was just so full. Like oh. I did everything. Like if I could sit there and choose a perfect day, I did all of it. And I was oh. just like, you know, woke up on Sundays. We always do like pancake breakfast. It was kids, did some work, did some podcast stuff, listened to some tunes, um, more kids stuff, family. And, and it was just amazing. And I got like Lauren um, and Ella went out that night and I was just sort of sitting there. I just had that moment where I'm like, life's amazing. Aww. And it was super cheesy. And I know it was so much cheese, but I'm like, I just want to tell people that I'm having just such a good time. I love um, that. And then I had a thought. I'm like, everyone, like, we, we all normally get a couple of days off, right? I'm like, everyone knows what they enjoy, right? If we said, hey, pick your, you know, two or three things that would make today amazing. Like, why don't we just do that on days off? I know. Like, because most, everything I mentioned there does not cost a single cent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go for a run, read a book, yep. make pancakes, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I know. It's such a good point. Why don't I go to the beach more? Because I love the beach. Yeah, it's 15 just minutes. Do it. Just yeah. get in your car. Um, yeah. And go. So anyway, yeah. mine was very similar to yours. Is like it was just good to feel good, um, and I made a point of sort of mentioning that. That's really cute. Mm. I love that. Yay. So, anyway, Taylor Swift talk. I'm so excited. We've both um, kind of going for reputation vibes. Moose one of the, the better albums. We'll get to if it's one of our favourites later on. Oh yeah, that's no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, We've got to ex- visually, if you're not watching visually, if you're listening, uh, Moose is wearing a Lakers hoodie, except it's um, the logo is silver and he um, always brings a few options of what to wear because we've got to, got to plan it and then I've got to, I've got to approve the <laughs> outfit. And then um, I said, oh, that's kind of reputation vibes. That would be cool. And then I had the reputation vibes kind of T-shirt to match and I think it's kind of cute. And we crushed uh, our promise from last week where we're explaining what we're talking about <laughs> Yeah. for the people that are on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. That's but what I was doing there. Sorry if you're already watching as per Moose's request. Um, I just explained what you can already see. But if you're listening on Spotify, you're welcome. <laughs> Boom. Um, I guess my question. So this week you're obviously going to the show. I remember the story, but I think it'd be amazing for you to explain because there's a lot of layers to you actually just getting the tickets for the show. It was the Great War. Yeah. That's a Taylor Swift reference. I got it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just for anyone uh, listening that didn't get it, I was just explaining it. <laughs> um, honestly, it, if you know, you know. If you went through that, I feel like we're entitled to, to some kind of compensation for the emotional <laughs> turmoil we went through to get these tickets. So for me, I signed up for two different pre-sales and for both Sydney and Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And I tried for uh, like one whole entire day. So say the tickets went on sale at 9am. I was on there at 8am ready to go. Um, I got. I was reading all these tips about how's the best way to get tickets and what not to do. And they said, don't do it on a couple of devices. Just do one because then they'll think you're like a, a bot or whatever. Yep. So I was just on one device and I tried for Melbourne went on sale at nine, didn't get any. So then I tried for Sydney when they went on sale at one, didn't get any. And I was literally on my phone the whole day. Working? I, I was not at work that day, uh, luckily. And then, um, yeah, I I spent, I reckon I gave up at like 10 p.m. that night because I just didn't want to accept the fact that <laughs> I'd missed out. So that was pre-sale number one. Did the exact same thing for pre-sale number two, missed out came when tickets came on sale I knew I was going to try again and then that morning I had the day off and I was um 
lying in bed in the morning scrolling Instagram and I saw someone was at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre lining up and apparently you could get them there. Um, and then I saw a friend, like a girl I know, she was there and I was messaging her and she was in the line and I was like, is the line too crazy? She's like, no, 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 I rushed down here. So I rushed to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and got in line. Did you get to push in and go where she was? No, she sa- she she actually said that, like, bless her, like, what a queen. She was like, um, I really want you to have this space, but I think I will actually get punched if if because everyone is psycho, which fair enough. Like I was psycho for Taylor Swift tickets as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that's okay. I would never even do that anyway because I'd be scared of getting punched. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd say yes to all the hate that come through. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, that's my ticket. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, oh, I know the guy that um, I don't know if you saw the news. Like he was on the news. Because he got a ticket to every single Australian show. Oh, no, I show. actually did. Or yeah. you either told me or I did see that pop he, up. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a legend. But he, um, he like, pu- he put in the effort. He deserved those tickets. But he got so much hate online about how he was stealing other people's tickets. It was so wild. Mm. He spent so much money. He saved up for ages. He, he, he literally camped overnight. Like... He deserved it. So he's <laughs> not like on selling him or doing crazy. Just no. genuinely going to all the yeah. shows. So he's just like the biggest it. fan ever. And like it's one ticket out of hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And I was like looking at running line thinking I might not even get them. And so I was obviously still trying on my phone. And um, I just kept saying over and over, I'm so grateful to get Taylor Swift tickets. I'm so grateful to get Taylor Swift tickets. And then like about two minutes into the general public sale opening – that afternoon, um, the line hadn't moved at all and I got in on the phone. <laughs> I don't know if the universe just rewarded me or what. It was so exciting. I was like shaking. I just clicked whatever tickets were available. It was yeah. I couldn't even like I didn't have time to be strategic about that at all. I just knew I couldn't afford the $1,200 tickets. I couldn't afford the $800 tickets. The next step down, um, Whatever it was, I landed on the ones that are about $450 because it was still like a reserve and I wanted to spend more because I love her and, you know, it was a special occasion, but I couldn't afford that much. Anyway, so it was just like, oh my God, a reserve, got them. And then I was like shaking and I was like too scared to even leave the line because I was like, I don't know if this is real or not. I was like sending M screenshots like, I think I got tickets and she's freaking out. And I'm like, but I'm scared. I don't know. I ended up turning to the people in line behind me and I was like, are you guys online right now trying to get tickets? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, I think I just got some and I showed them the screenshot and they were all excited for me like celebrating. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to leave the line now. (laughs) It's safe to go back to my car. By the way, that friend that told me to come line up, she said that she'd already got them online as well in line and her plan was lining up. She was going to get one for me. How sweet is that? Yeah. I love that. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was all it was very wholesome vibes in this line. Everyone there was just wholesome kind of people. Um, and then <laughs> on the way home, I got into a car accident <laughs> in my getaway car. <laughs> I was gonna say that was the favorite thing of that is when you actually posted it and then had that as the soundtrack. Yeah, I don't know what it was like. Um, the universe has had to balance things out a bit or what, but yeah, just got like sideswiped on a main road and. Um, I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for me. <laughs> you probably still wouldn't have been like, I don't know, did it even click? You're like, oh, fuck it. It's just a car. Yeah. <laughs> I've just I got my $400 Taylor Swift tickets. I didn't tickets. even care. It was funny as well because the dude that hit me was freaking out. Yeah. And um, I was like, it's fine. We've got in- you've got insurance. All right, I've got insurance. I'm not I'm not bothered. Like, it's fine. And he was like, oh, I don't know. Do you need to call anyone so you've been in an accident? And I was like, it's not really an accident. He just kind of like hit me. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
didn't have the same phone cases and smashed the phone <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> yeah, luckily I didn't have the cringe of the week from that interaction. <laughs> he did, but that's okay. We're all good now. Um, but yeah, oh, that, Crazy that story. was such a good day. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You'd kind of feel bad like being in the line. I guess you said it's really awesome and wholesome vibes, but imagine being that you're like kind of like, oh, fuck, like everyone around me don't yep. have these and now I'm just going to like leave. Yeah. Like, sorry, guys, I'm just going to the bathroom back soon. I know. I felt bad. That's the other thing. I felt bad because everyone just wanted the tickets so yeah. badly. And the other thing was everyone in the line was staring at the people at, at the front who were getting their tickets and then screaming and cheering and clapping and being like, I want these tickets. What's going on? Nice. Yeah. So hectic scenes, but very, very worth it. And I'm so grateful. Ooh. I still know people that missed out and I'm so sorry to those people. Like half of Australia by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. She just needs to do more shows. Mm. Do a pink and just live here for like a month or two months like she used to do when she was yeah. touring. I don't know how long she would need to stay here because have you heard what happens with her tour dates? No. Like have you heard any of the behind the scenes stuff? I don't, I don't know the exact details of it, but apparently with all her tour dates, like she'll stay in one city and do a couple of nights in a row and then it's like a week, maybe three or four days between this, that city and the next because they need to like move her whole entire stage. Mm. But apparently when she was doing America, there's three stages. So I saw this TikTok explaining where everything goes and it was wild i love that shit behind the scenes oh, stuff with that like especially a production as big as what she would yeah. have and then someone was explaining that she's going to this country and then the the stage needs to be shipped over here so while that's being shipped that's going to take three weeks to get from one country to another mm. that's when this one here has already been shipped because while that was being shipped she was doing the shows other in shows. this yeah. city and she's got three stages moving around the world and while she's doing like a little stint. So we're like, just do more shows. And she's like, probably like. It's not as easy to do that because then these next three countries have just delayed everything. Yeah. 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 And like, no wonder she's not coming to Adelaide. It's probably just not worth it. <laughs> no. Like two dates in Australia. That's it. I don't know. It's very sad. But like I can, when you think about the logistics of it all, it's pretty insane. And to come to Australia, like it's, it's huge. But yeah, I remember like similar, but like Metallica, exactly the same. Like they mm. would talk about like the B and C versions of their stages, you know, in all these different countries. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that, I just, I didn't know that was a thing until I heard it about Taylor Swift. That, that, like Minimal bands though. Like we're talking like the pinnacle of, you yeah. know, touring artists. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, massive. Yeah. Do you know any other facts about the Eras tour? Or have you heard any at all? Because I've got one more that I thought you might find interesting. Not a fact, so I'll get yours in a second. But I think like the coolest thing is like you know one of the things that um, everyone got excited about when that came out was just like how good she is to all the people that would be doing that. We're talking about the production moving and all of like the bonuses and stuff, the yeah. truck drivers and all these things we're getting. It just seems like everyone's very well looked after, which you should be if the tour is as popular and um, bringing in as much money as it is. Yeah did did you get the number? Wasn't it? Didn't she give him like a hundred thousand dollars as their yeah, Christmas bonus? Oh, yes. Yeah. What a queen. <laughs> Very much so. Um, what was your tip? Oh, so you'll love this and it's probably you're, probably, you're probably like, oh, I did that today. <laughs> um, apparently to train for the Eras tour, Taylor would run on the treadmill while singing the set list. I did, I did see that. And yeah. the set list is three hours. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Like... That again, I see so many TikToks about it that she's like a high performance athlete at this stage. Yeah. Like this, she would have like an endurance coach, a 
I don't know even all the names for all of it, but she must have so many people behind the scenes that are like looking after her physical health. It's insane. And there's like, I've seen videos of her like breathing in between songs and the contracting of her like ab muscles and stuff. Like she's so jacked. Yeah. And you just wouldn't expect that. People just underestimate that what goes into being a pop star, I guess. Yeah. It's probably, yeah, it's not on anyone's radar at all. And then as you said, you're backing them up like quite often. Also in heels. Yeah. A lot of it, it, most of the show is in heels. Yeah. It's wild. Like you go to countries where the weather's ridiculously hot oh, or like it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, she did. She's done shows in the rain. I could never. She's just built different. <laughs> well, I actually think that sounds amazing. Um, and maybe I should do three hours of treadmill tomorrow to Taylor. <laughs> You're going to sing at the same time? Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking that shit off. I knew you'd say something like that. Like, yeah, I've already done that. <laughs> she got that from me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, you love Taylor Swift. I, w- I would love to hear the origin story of you loving Taylor Swift. Did, were you always a fan or did you become one later or what's the tea? What's the tea? Um, I think it's awesome because most people don't think that I genuinely would be. Yeah. But I am. Um, I think like I definitely knew her as anyone did with um, some of the earlier albums. But the main thing that really turned it for me is my favorite holiday of all time is we spent a month in America. Which, like, I've wanted that trip forever. Um, it was around the time that um, 1989 was coming out and was just absolutely everywhere. Yes. And I think, like, my absolute favourite thing with music and why it's one of the favourite things um, in life for me is just you hear a song or you see the picture of the album cover or something and it just reminds you of a time and a place. Like, yeah. you can listen to anything now and you remember a time. Um, so... Whenever I hear that album, it instantly takes me back to a month of um, the fam just in America. Um, We drove a lot on that um, uh, holiday and obviously that was there. Um, Flying into New York and having Welcome to New York literally playing. And then on the video I made, maybe that's why I love doing videos now, um, was playing. um, And Ella, she was, what, two or three at the time. But um, she just loved, you know, Shake It Off was everywhere and with her getting into it. And it was that... like that first music where me and her mm. kind of bonded. So like it's actually super special, that album mm. to me and that moment. So that was the one where I sort of got back and I'm like, all right, cool. To me, it was more than just like a pop artist. And I guess, you know, that was her first album that went into that. But it's just a banger. Yeah. Absolute banger. I love that. Mm. So That's that was sweet. my sort of like real cement of like, all right, cool. Um, I can be a Swifty now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What about you? Um... I Yeah, kind of similar in the sense that 1989 was the era that really made me become a Swifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I really hate to admit it and I almost don't want to say it, but I just, I know that other people probably can understand this or maybe even still think this way, but I feel like I used to kind of fall into the pick me vibes and I was like anti pop music I was like I'm not like the other girls I like cool music and I just I refused to like stuff that I actually did like so I didn't even give her a chance as a teenager I was like ew she's just a girl like I like cool stuff I like Metallica like whatever (laughs) so then um yeah I was I don't know early 20s mid 20s when 1989 came out and it was like fuck it, I'm just going to like what I like. This album is a banger and she's really cool. Like I think she 
she kind of got won me over by saying stuff like that. Like all these people out there pretend not to be excited by things because it's not cool. Yep. And like fuck what's cool. Just like what you like and just be excited about things. If you're excited about things, it's actually fine. Um, and also the 1989 era was very like girl boss. So that really inspired me. Like she had her girl gang everywhere and it was just it was just really badass and really cool. So that's what won me over. And then it's just grown every album since then. Like yep. oh, she's just gets better and better. I love her. Nice. <laughs> so do you think that would be your favourite thing about Taylor Swift? I think so. I think she is a she gets a bit of hate and people dismiss her. Just a little bit or Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's just always being, like, dismissed as just a girl, you know. Oh, she just writes about her boyfriend. She's only famous because of all her ex-boyfriends. And even, like, the dating stuff that, oh, she dates so many people. It's not that many. Calm yep. down. Everyone writes about their exes. And I just feel like um, she also – everyone acts like she's too much. Like, she's too annoying. She's too cringe. She's too whatever. And then um, I feel like I relate to that. Like I've always been told I'm too much. I'm like, I've got to calm down. I can't be so excited about this. And I've got to like change myself to please other people. So then I feel like that's why I've, I've related to her so much. And um, it's she's it's almost like an underdog story. I don't know. Like I think I just relate to that. And I think like that's why she's so relatable to so many girls is – she just is a awkward and goofy and just is herself. But that had, she had to develop that over the years and, like, it just inspires us to be like that too. I That's that's how I see it mm. is she's gotten to a point now where she actually doesn't care what anyone thinks. She's just going to be herself. And that's what everyone should do, but unfortunately you have to learn that <laughs> over time. Yeah. What about you? What's your favourite thing about Taylor Swift? <laughs> I think it's the same. Um, it's just the resilience, right? Mm. Um, with everything she's went through. And there was a really cool thing that popped up on TikTok the other day that she had like, it was a speech for an award she got recently. And it was like speaking through the albums of like how the media was pushing her to change and yeah. like how then she still did all of those things uh, and yeah. still yeah. wasn't good enough. I remember the speech. Yeah, it's crazy. It was like, they wanted me to be skinny. So I got skinny. Then I yep. was too skinny. And then they wanted me to do this. So, oh, that's right. They wanted me to not date so many men. I didn't. And then they said I was a lesbian. And then, so then they wanted me to disappear. So I did that, yep. that speech. Yeah, yeah pretty powerful. Um, but I think probably my favorite thing. And again, it's hard because she's so big now where like, it's awesome she's doing this, but then I guess it's probably easier when you're so huge to yeah. do it. But, like, I think her re-recording all <laughs> of her stuff yeah. is just, like, that's, like, once in a lifetime sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, I just think, like, as an ex-muser, I'm just, like, that's so good where she's just sticking the middle finger to everyone in the industry because yeah. why not? And it's easy to say, oh, it's easy for her to do it. But at the same time, it's, like, she's still done it mm. and no one else has really done it to the level that she's doing. And I just think that's crazy. Yeah, like, it's such a baller move. Massive. And people that don't even like her are talking about it yeah. too. So it's yeah. just opening in up. In music in general. Like it doesn't matter yeah. what genre it is. Anyone would be like, you could ask the heaviest metal band. They're like, yeah, I want the, all the fucking rights back to my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's wild that that was even a thing to begin with. That yeah. she didn't own the music she wrote. Yeah. And how it all happened and everything. Like, yeah, resilience is the the best word for her. Mm. Everything that she's overcome. It's pretty really cool. cool. Mm. Mm. Um, well, should we go on to our favourite album slash 
error. I'm not sure if we've both given it away or if we can have different <laughs> options. I've got sort of like a three-part answer to it. Ooh. But um, what would um, your favourite album error be? It's There's some that are strong contenders, but mm. nothing has ever beaten 1989 for me. Like it's just... I don't know if it's the nostalgia or if it just still is uh, the best album in my eyes. But yep. yeah, I always go back to that. That's always my fave. Yeah. It's so boring, but I'm going to say exactly the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. again, Reputation, close second. Um, I just think, like, th- where they moved from, like, where she was musically, like, as a drummer, like, I can still listen to that. And I'm like, um, like, I would love just to play live for her. Like, it's th- yeah. when she went to the real dark synth pop, like, there's so much space in her music. And I just think, like, she's got, like, some seriously dark but catchy lyrics. Mm. And I, like, I wrote down when I was doing the research, like, I feel like I'm a track seven onwards fan of taylor swift now and that's probably just because the rest of the bangers are that overplayed yeah but i think like those sort of from 1989 on like most albums like you go to those sort of mid section of an album and i feel like she goes all the way up to the ends and they're all really really good tracks yeah um but yeah so those two for me and then i think like folklore Mm. if i was going like for a obscure one Mm. um is mine and like i really loved we've spoken about it but the the disney doco where it shows like one of the things i like about her is she also plays heaps of instruments and i think that's always like to your point earlier where it's like oh it's pop and it's blah 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 i'm like pop's amazing but most people that are musos or, or really into music are like oh you know they don't write lyrics they don't play instruments it's all just like computers Mm. where you know she can play everything and writes a shit ton um and that um doco was really really cool so um mm. it was also cool with the folklore and evermore albums that she collabed with boniver who i've loved for years and um the dude from the national um are you a fan of the national as well yeah yeah and that and they're amazing and um i don't know like to see that kind of changed it's like she's not just a pop artist like like would boniver like be collabing with just any pop artist like she clearly knows what's going on (laughs) um speaking of obscure tracks do you have like a a deep a deep cut fave song you know i do yeah (laughs) (laughs) obviously so track seven onwards right Um, what's your fave (laughs) like i think currently and probably for the last couple of years to be honest like like it's it's off um folklore and it's called this is me trying like it's Mm. it's a sad song but like i listen to it when i'm not actually sad and i find it like crazy inspiring um there's a lot to it like the lyrics are super deep and the way she delivers it it's awesome and the music like i like tracks that stay like just the same level the whole time because i feel like it has to be a really good song if you do that because otherwise it's just super boring yeah and there's just something about the instrumentation in that is just next level for me. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Really good song. I love that song. Um, I personally relate to that as well. You've even joked about that. You just need to listen to this for yourself, Lucy. You're like, yeah. Um, that's not my pick for Deep Cut, even though it's probably close. Um, mine is actually from Evermore. It's Tis a Damn Season. Mm. I don't know what it is about that song, but I've had that on repeat for a bit. And, um, yeah, it just really hits. I just love it. Even, like, those albums, like, it's just crazy, like, what, during COVID, pop an album out and then, like, because that was both secret, right? Yeah. And then pop out another one. Yeah. And then also then follow that up, like, not too much later with, like, quality albums back to back is, people just don't do that anymore. I know. 
Also, do you do you get behind all the Swifty conspiracy theories and Easter eggs and stuff? No, I haven't. I can't keep up. There's too much to keep up completely. But there was one where everyone was convinced that it was going to be folklore evermore. And um, what was it? The third one. It was like wood woodland or no? Oh, I can't think of the name now. But there was. So many conspiracy theories online about that, and they were finding like she's got three strands of hair in the plat at the back, and then like she's it means it's going to be three albums, and like it goes it, like they, they they really clutch at straws, and it's so funny. But then I fully believe it. And do you know the latest one? What? Um, that the whole thing that the Eras tour is going to end, um, and she's going to drop an album that she actually ha- has written. So she, the theory is she wrote this album just before all the rights and all the things she owned got taken away from her. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't release it then because of her not owning it or something. So she's had to wait and it apparently the album is called Karma and everyone has these obscure things where she's like holding like the new album that's been released and one fingernail was orange and like it's real. Like there is a lot of things where one fingernail is orange and they're, they're talking about like the order of her fingernails. Like she's got blue, which meant 1989. And then the next is pink for lover. And then orange. Orange is karma. And every, there's so much out there. And it's like you could spend days on TikTok and have all these conspiracy theories. And you start to believe it as well. It's so crazy. Imagine for her if like um, she had no ideas. And like if someone around her would just be like, you would literally like create so much chaos if you just took some of the yeah. fan stuff and make it legitimate. Yeah. Like she could just write this Karma album now 100%. and like everyone would believe that it was already written years yeah. ago. Which would then keep him so engaged because yeah. they were right. Yeah. And, and then it's funny as well because like they are right a lot of the time. Like yeah. we all knew that 1989 was going to drop that night and it was these conspiracy theories and it was the dates lining up and she always drops things on the 13th of the month and all this yeah. stuff. So everyone that night was like waiting on TikTok like, is she going to announce? And she did. So it's, so like they, she, it's like she does it just to prove, no, oh, you guys are right this time. So then you think you're going to be right another time. Yeah. Because now people are joking. Like remember that time we thought there was going to be a, a third album after Evermore? That didn't happen. Like it's just yeah. so – it's so funny. There's so much. You could just free publicity for her. Yeah. Not that she needs any more, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but that's I think why she's so big because all her fans feel like they're in on it. Like mm. you more feel than like just a normal artist relationship. Yeah, like you feel like you're part of a community. It's really cool. Mm. Yeah. Speak speaking of the, all the Swifty community, it makes me think about the buzz that's gonna be in Melbourne when I'm there. She's doing it three nights in a row. Wow. And around the exact time in 2023 was when I was in Melbourne for Harry Styles and it was like the whole city was just like buzzing with this energy. Like you just knew everyone was there for Harry Styles and it was really cool. Like even going other places, not just going to the concert, like you knew, you just got a vibe at our hotel. There was people everywhere and you're just like, they're here for Harry. And um, it's just like really exciting and I feel like that doesn't happen much. Like, yeah, get it for things like the Australian Open and, like, what else happened? Like it's Maybe the AFL Grand Final. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, Melbourne, that's what I love about Melbourne. Yeah. Like, I still don't think I could live there, but it's just such, like, the arts, like, mecca, right? You go there and it's there's always something on. Yeah. And right in the CBD, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's just got a vibe to it's it. It's really cool. And I'm, like, thinking, do any other artists achieve that kind of buzz throughout the whole entire city? Like have so the only thing I've experienced is is Harry Styles, and that's also the only artist I've ever travelled 
interstate for. And I don't know if there's many others that I really would except for, yeah, Taylor Swift. I don't know. It's just um, I can probably think maybe Foo Fighters but they come to Adelaide so it's different. But mm. I feel like that's a really exciting when they're here. But it's just not – it's not the same. I feel like no one's on the same level. Yeah. No, like I think there's people that will do shows – and have similar sized crowds and play at the same places, but not. Yeah. It is different, I no, guess. Like, especially with her, like you know how people like it. You know, they'll dress differently. They've like, you yeah. know, uh, it's it, it is just different. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing. When we were in Melbourne for Harry Styles, it would be like that person's wearing a cowboy hat. They're here for Harry. Yeah. Like it's just the the vibe. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, which kind of reminds me as well. Are you on Taylor Swift TikTok? No. So, <laughs> um, it just. It just to explain the, the terminology there, it's like if you're on a certain side of TikTok, it's what people say. So, like, if your algorithm is showing you, um, like, a lot of Taylor Swift stuff, you're on Taylor Swift TikTok. Yep. Whereas some people will be on the exact same TikTok and not see one thing about Taylor Swift. So, anyway, you don't – yeah. You're not I'm on even the Loose and Moose side. <laughs> <laughs> Only. <laughs> Please be on the Loose and Moose side of TikTok. <laughs> But yeah, so um, my TikTok transition feed in of the feed in 2023 was the start of it was just Harry Styles. Everything was Harry Styles. And mm-hmm. then it just made this perfect transition to his tour ending and then the era's tour starting. So like halfway through the year, it's just been, I can't go on TikTok without seeing something about Taylor Swift. Yep. It's, it's just so, it's like I'm like following some kind of, soap opera or something like it it's it's really exciting like you all the stuff about the the concert but then her relationship this year has been so exciting yeah following that but then um we didn't even know she was broken up with her long-term boyfriend when she kind of announced it well she didn't even announce it when it was made known we the theories are that they were broken up for a while um because she like kind of moved on very quickly to the singer from the 1975. Have you heard about him? Do you know any of this lore? No. Okay. So <laughs> so, so Taylor was dating this guy, Joe, who I don't even know who he is. He's like an actor or something, but for like four years or something. And um, so, you know, the, the song from Reputation and it's like, uh, you must like me for me because mm. my reputation's never been worse. That was about him. I thought you were going to sing it then for a second. I had my hopes <laughs> up. No. <laughs> um, and then so, yeah, they got together when she was in like hiding for that year or whatever. And then we kind of thought they were a good couple until they broke up. And then we realised, oh, he's kind of a piece of shit. We don't really like him. <laughs> um, and because they broke up or you had uh, genuine reasons? Well, we re- <laughs> it's like you realise all the reasons after. Because yeah. then so, sh- so then she went on and she had a little – from what we see, she had a little fling with Maddie Healy, who he's a he's like pretty obviously a bit of a piece of shit. Like he's always like really drunk on stage and like just a bit crazy and yep. has some controversial opinions. So he's very controversial. Um, but he was kind of like the you break up with your boyfriend f- that's been your boyfriend for a long time, and then you go a bit wild and date the crazy, dirty, smelly street rat that you like. Ew. And you don't know why you do it, but it's just a rebound. <laughs> but then there's all these theories that she had to do that to then find the love of her life. And all, everyone thinks that she's with the love of her life now. And like, finally, and it's um, Travis Kelsey. 
so yeah, he's an NFL player. He's won two Super Bowls apparently, so that's a big deal. And um, yeah, apparently he's the love of her life. And the thing that is making us realise Joe was a bit of a piece of shit is like Travis is like, he's like showing her off and he's saying she's such a queen and he's so grateful to be with her. Whereas Joe would always like hide from the paparazzi and didn't want to talk about her ever. And it was like, are you ashamed of loving Taylor Swift? What? She's mm. a queen. So it's really exciting. Um, I don't even know what my point is. It's just, <laughs> I'm just explaining Taylor Swift TikTok to you. That's right. <laughs> so but Taylor Swift TikTok went from the Eras tour stuff and to everything about her love life and, She's just taken over in 2023 and then I'm seeing her soon. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be there watching the documentary um, yeah. while so running sorry. on the treadmill. So are you familiar with the whole love story of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from seeing her wear the red NFL jacket. Yeah. Everywhere. So cute, right? It is pretty good. <laughs> well, uh, so how... It was actually, it all started with a podcast. Nice. So Travis and his brother have a podcast and uh, they spoke about him going to the Eras tour on the podcast and how he had sent, I think he sent her a DM or something. He put it out there that he had made her, because the whole thing at the Taylor Swift concerts yeah. is you make friendship bracelets and you, you trade them with people. Yep. And he put it out there on his podcast that he had made a friendship bracelet with his number on it and wanted to give it to her. And Baller. he says this on the pod and his brother's like, you mean like your NFL number? And and he's like, no, my other number. And he said it so like, like such a baller. Yeah. And apparently she saw that and was like, that's metal as like, I love this dude. And then they started dating from there. And wow. it's just like so wholesome. I love it. Yeah, and, that is cool. Um, Sorry, what? No, I was just thinking that is really cool. And just going back, did you just say that is metal? That's literally me quoting her. She said he did that and I thought that was so metal. <laughs> like like badass. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I had to quote her word for word because I thought her saying that's yeah, so that metal was pretty metal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, what a baddie. That's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wonder like the whole, that whole shooting your shot thing is like pretty cool. What's your what's your feeling on that? <laughs> Hearing that from not being that invested, is that like a really cool move or is it cringe? <laughs> well, how can we say it's cringe when it 100% worked for him? Yeah, exactly. It's Good for him, right? And like how else, I guess like when people get to that level, it's always like, how do you even shoot a shot to someone like Taylor Swift? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I guess try your best, see what happens, see what lands. <laughs> and the, yeah, I, I love that actually. That's yeah. a really cool story. Yeah. Uh, but then the, you've gone the flip, you think, well, if it didn't work, it would have been cringe. So I guess the outcome is what determines whether it's cute or cringe. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. Will you be making Mason Cox a friendship bracelet with your number on it? <laughs> um, <laughs> he is going to the Eras tour in Melbourne and I am too, so maybe. <laughs> he is single. He talks about it on the podcast. And I do have a massive crush on him, so maybe. <laughs> Is it time to shoot my shot? I don't know. Fuck yeah. What's his New Year's resolution on his pod? <laughs> yeah, he did say he wants to find a wife, so I'm available. Got one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck yeah. I can't wait to hear the story post <laughs> the concert. Uh, for everyone watching on YouTube, if it looks like I've been crying. It's because I, uh, <laughs> I have. <laughs> um... If you didn't know, Mason Cox is an AFL player. And 
premiership AFL. Oh yeah, player. sorry. So he plays for Collingwood and they won the premiership in 2023. Um, he's a pretty big deal. And have a massive crush on him. And um, <laughs> I'm sure Moose would love to wingman that. Um, For sure. Yeah. For, just because he wants to see me happy. Not, not at all anything at all me. about Collingwood being mm-hmm. like one of the favourite things in his whole entire life no. and wanting an in with that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a bonus, but yeah, yeah. it's not obviously what I'm manifesting. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we'll see. But uh, Moose, tell me... Um, do you have a favourite concert ever? If I ask you what's your favourite concert ever, what springs to mind? Yeah, so I do. Um, it's the Big Day Out 1999, which I've used before, but I'm just going with Big Day Out in general. Um, for anyone in Australia, that was the pinnacle of festivals in Australia and I, in my opinion yeah. hasn't been beaten. Like that was just something you'd be known for. Like summer, yeah. it's like Big Day Out. Yeah, I miss Big Day Out so much. So much. It was so good. That's actually mine. Cute. Not Big Day Out in general. Like it is awesome. But yep. a specific one, um, when Neil Young headlined, I love him so much. And um, it was like a really big deal that I was allowed to go. I was in year 12 and had never been to a Big Day Out before. And my dad let me go. Um, and it was just really special to yep. see Neil Young. It was really, really cool. So that was my favourite of all time. Probably not the actual best concert of all time, but just the the feeling of yep. seeing him was so exciting that that's why it's my best. Yep. I miss the Big Day Out days. Yeah. I bring Big Day Out back. Yeah. Man. Yep. Maybe Taylor Swift could play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. I've There's so many awesome concerts over the years, but... I, I have a feeling that the Eras Tour will take over Best Concert Ever. Like, surely. I'm going to we'll have the night out. of my life. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think when this episode drops, I'll be packing, getting ready to go to Melbourne. So excited For the Eras Tour. I'm so excited. Hopefully, there's some people watching or listening that are as excited about Taylor Swift and the Eras Tour as I am. Um, comment your favourite era, I think. Yeah. Album slash era and why. Um, or any other comments about Taylor Swift, we'll, we'll take them. <laughs> yep.